It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello. Welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Along with Christian, my brother, my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon. Christian, Raycon has returned as a sponsor. Aren't you excited? I am so excited. I love Raycon. He would, for those of you that don't remember, it was a long time ago. He was like devastated when they stopped being a presenting sponsor of our podcast, but they're back full fledged. So are the Dallas stars. They get a win tonight in the most unconventional way ever. Hey, at least they get the win three, two in overtime. They sort of kind of defeat their overtime past 60 minute woes a little bit tonight. I'm not happy at the way they played tonight in the short little periods of time that I saw, but you know what? They get the win tonight. It's the first game after the all-star break. Chris, how are you feeling? And most importantly, the captain, Jamie Benn, with his 1,000th NHL game, all of them played in a Dallas Stars sweater. Oh, my goodness. That is fantastic. I've given Jamie Benn a good amount of crap, especially this offseason, and y'all rightfully called me out on it. That, I agree with that, too. I deserve to be called out on it as well. 
I stand by it though still. But all in all, Jimmy Ben, he is this era of the Dallas Stars. I mean, seriously, post Madonna, that is Jamie Ben. That's the Jamie Ben era. We got the Madonna era, we got the Ben era. That's what it is. And he's just been such an important part to this franchise, the the rebrand and everything, the the new star rising thing that we had going on for a long time. I mean, that was Jamie Ben and if if the if the coronavirus pandemic doesn't happen, who knows what happens with this team. I mean, it could have really blown blown up and taken off in those those years that it was shut down. So, yeah, I'm just Jamie Ben is fantastic. I love him so much, but even despite the crap I give him. So I, I'm very happy for him and glad he got honored tonight in the game because he's he's a really important Dallas star, one of the best ever. I literally got teary-eyed watching the tribute video they had that with the first TV timeout. They didn't even go to the TV timeout on Bally Sports Southwest. If that doesn't tell you anything about how important this guy is to the franchise, to the city, I don't know what does, but Christian, and maybe I'm putting you on the spot a little bit when I, when I ask you this, but do you have like a favorite Jamie Ben moment? What, what's the moment in your head that sticks out in his career as your favorite? So the first, the one that that's jumped out immediately uh, was actually when John Klingberg scored the overtime winning goal to send us past the Nashville Predators. I think 2019, if I got that right, I don't know. Somewhere around there. Uh, overtime goal by John Klingberg. And Jamie Benn's not even a part of the goal. He doesn't get an assist or anything. But right after it scored, he's just he he button hooks around the corner of the ice. He's just banging his stick against the glasses. All the Stars fans go crazy and the confetti rains down. I mean, th- that's the first thing I think of. I mean, the guy loves this hockey team. And he loves the fans, too. I mean, for how much he doesn't like interviews, he does always show appreciation for Stars fans. And... The, he loves when we're excited, so he really feeds off of us. And I even watched it uh, a couple of days ago. I think it was on Saturday that I watched it. It, it has to be when he won the Art Ross Trophy. He he yeah, literally won the Art Ross Trophy with less than 10 seconds to go remaining in that period. Like He would not have won the Art Ross Trophy because John Tavares had more goals than him, so the tiebreaker would have made... Uh, John Tavares as the Art Ross winner, but just the sheer jubilation of not just him, but watching the rest of the team around him, right? So like it, it was, it was. I even remember it was Cody Eakin who scored the goal with less than te- ten seconds remaining. Nobody cared that Cody Eakin scored that goal. Nobody did. Cody Egan, he he put it in the back of the net and he immediately pointed to Jamie Ben and then just the entire team just completely hounded him. And that right there shows you how amazing Jamie Ben is. He's he's never about himself in the things that he does, but yet he has such a capacity to be loved by this fan base and by his teammates that that right there shows you how much he means to his teammates. I mean, yeah. watching watching Cody Eakin and Rich Peverly and Jason Spezza and all these guys of the past, just the way that they acted when he scored, well, when Eakin scored the goal and he got the secondary assist because it went off of his leg. I mean, how cool of a moment. It was the and greatest moment in, in his career, in my opinion. I loved watching it, that. It shows his leadership more than anything in that moment to me. I mean, the fact that 
the team is trying so hard to score another goal after scoring the empty net goal, the game's over. I mean, nothing else realistically in the game is going to happen. There's no reason to try and score another goal other than the whole team wanted to elevate their leader, Jamie Benn. I mean, to have guys go that hard for you in a game that doesn't matter and they're just waiting to go on vacation, I mean, th that shows you the kind of leader that he is. The guys around him trust him and they want him to succeed because Jimmy Ben helps to helps them succeed. So, and I'm hoping that another great moment of his is watching him in the locker room. I guess it was in Edmonton during the bubble playoffs when they lost in Game Six. And I'm hoping that that's going to be like a crowning moment for him, and that he gets the opportunity to raise the Stanley Cup as a Dallas Stars captain. I, it only makes sense for him to be able to raise it, right? I mean, it has to be coming here soon. With the talent that we have now, with the way that he's playing right now, he's been resurged, playing with Riot Johnston. It just seems about the right time, even though we have a lot, still a lot of questions about this team, regardless of them being first place in the Western Conference, right? It does feel like that's the only thing he's missing, doesn't it? I mean, he's got a gold medal from the Olympics, right? <laughs> He's he's won everything else. He's, that's that's the yeah. only thing. That's the last one. And boy, you were right. That that image from Edmonton, you know how badly oh, he man. wants it. Oh man, I I really hope he gets it. So, um, anyway, uh, we kind of raved about him for the first six minutes of this podcast. It's not even about technically him. We should, but we should. We definitely should. Congratulations <laughs> to to Jamie Ben for his one thousandth game, and I hope he has lots more to come. I really do. And I, I know that, you know, and you mentioned it, Chris, we get on to these players all the time and, you know, we call them out, you know, whether it's Gary Onoff or Sagan or Ben or whoever. But the reason why we do is because we care about this team so much and we love to see them succeed. That's why we, I mean, that's why we started this podcast, right? We love this team so much. That's yep. kind of why we did this. So, um, Anyways, in other big storylines coming into this game, that's obviously the biggest one. Um, this was John Klingberg's first game back into the the Dallas area as a member of the Anaheim Ducks. So that was obviously a big storyline as well. And it, it was interesting to see how Klingberg would play in this game. And he, I thought he played fairly decently considering uh, he's in front of his old home crowd. Yeah. I thought for sure he was scoring the overtime winner and he was going to spoil it for us, but I'm glad yeah. he didn't. So, Anyway, to begin this game, it's Ottinger versus Gibson. First game after the All-Star break. It's a pretty sloppy game through the first period, to be totally honest. There was not a lot going on, but... I mean, it was still kind of fun. It was still fun. Uh, I, I thought that the passes could have been a li little bit more crisp from the Stars. Their exits out of their own zone were pretty good. Um... There, there was a couple of chances through the first period um, at the first TV timeout. Obviously, we already talked about it, but Jamie Ben got the tribute video. And then immediately afterwards, uh, Rope Hens got a breakaway off the rush. It was a great play by that top line. The top line looked excellent to start off the game. And then Nils Lundqvist, fresh off of, you know, four games off, basically had two weeks off, to be honest with you, with a little game in between right before the all-star break, but he scores after a really great play by Foxa and Foxa with the, with a beautiful setup for Lundqvist and Lundqvist puts it away. It's one, nothing stars right there. 
Yeah, really great play for them. Uh, I always love to see Nils Lundqvist score, and it seems like the coaches look real smart now. I mean, you give him a break, and he starts doing good again. We saw that happen earlier in the season as well. I mean, he's still a young guy, probably not used to the full NHL schedule, so giving him a little rest is obviously helping. I mean, he always plays so much better afterwards. So, And I thought he played a great game overall tonight. He was He was really good. So with that goal, Nils Lundqvist is actually tied for the rookie D-man goal-scoring race. So he's tied now. And I forget who is the other person he's tied with, but that's still impressive considering he's been scratched for several games. But I also wanted to put this question forward because this kind of popped into my head. So what's the difference between Lundqvist getting a break and, say, someone like Wyatt Johnston getting a break? Is it because Nils Lundqvist has a little bit more pressure on him as a defenseman, and that's why, you know, Wyatt Johnston is not getting as much break as him? Or, I mean, do you understand the question I'm trying to ask here? Yeah, I understand. Uh, like, time off, like, with the healthy scratches and right. stuff. Um, I think the big thing is that Johnston is showing consistency with his play. Night in and night out, you're getting pretty much the same thing with Johnston, uh, where... Lundqvist has a lot higher highs and a lot lower lows. So I, I think that really shows more signs of just needing more playing time, needing breaks every once in a while. It's showing t signs of wear and tear in my opinion. So whereas Johnston is not really showing, he's not showing wear. I mean, <laughs> eventually he might, um, but it's just not happening right now. The other thing is also that Johnston is in a much more, uh, He's needed a lot more, I think, in the lineup than Lundqvist is. So you swap out Lundqvist for, for Hanley, and it works out. Uh, if if you sit, Johnston, that really hurts. The line that line is busted. So he's a little bit more important on this team right now, for sure. And I think just for me, I think Lundqvist just has a lot more responsibility as a, a defenseman in what he's doing right now. So that that's just what I think. But I, I'm glad he's he's taking advantage of the time off. Anyways, the next TV timeout, they recognize Klinger. I wish I could have seen that tribute video on Valley Sports Southwest, but I understand why they didn't do it. They already did it for Jamie Benn. So. so they have a couple of power plays in the first period and a penalty kill. That first power play looked excellent. The, the, first mo uh, the first unit was out there for over a minute and a half, and there was a lot of great movement. There was chances for Pavelski, Hintz, Miro, Ben, but yet... Christian, this is going to be one of the negative things tonight. They don't bury their chances, and they don't take advantage of the scoring chances that they get. Yeah. And it, I, I, let's just go ahead and get right into all the power yep. plays. Almost all of them were really good. I mean, they, they were pretty great overall, but I don't know if you blame just execution or if you just give all the credit to Gibson on it. Probably somewhere in the middle yeah. there, but... Gibson was fantastic and made some ridiculous saves and was super strong on the power play. But I mean, five power plays, you got to score one. You can't, you can't lose the special teams battle to the ducks that that can't happen. Well, and then, let's just go ahead and jump into it, into the, the second period, the end of the second period, you have to score on that five on three. I mean, Sergei Zuboff famously said, if you have, two men up and you have more than 45 seconds, you need to be scoring a goal that that has to happen. Yeah. And they had good chances on the five on three, but I did not like the way that I didn't like their game plan on the five on three. I mean, the reason we're so successful five on four is what Razor's talking about all night long. It's like the movement, the movement without the puck is why our power play is top 10. And 
the, once we got five on three, we just didn't move. I mean, no one was moving. We were just passing back and forth. We were taking some one timers from the from the sideboards, but they were they weren't cross crease. They were from the top of the crease to the side, and that's not as much movement. And when Gibson is on, he's going to stop it. I mean, he's he's playing fantastic. He's got his movement was solid tonight. So I like to see more of what you're doing on the five on four on the five on three. I mean, it is it felt like they just hadn't practiced it in forever. Let me put this forward because I think this has to do something with it. When the stars were really hot on their power play, what was the thing that was really going for them? The it was the deflections, right? Are they trying to get away from the deflections because teams are playing towards that part of their power play? So they're having to find different ways to score. And maybe that's why it's not as effective in some of these things. Or are they just trying to get away from the deflections because they want to have a variety of things to go through? Because, I mean, if I'm if I'm a Steve Spot who runs the power play, I am, like, taking full advantage of that whole deflection thing. Because, I mean, how many deflections did we see tonight? Not very many, especially on the power play. There was a lot of cross-crease and one-timers and stuff like that, which is fine and great and everything. But, I mean, we need, we need to see more deflections, in my opinion, because that's a huge, huge strong suit. Yes, of Pavelski, but of this whole team in general as well. Yeah, I agree to a point. I also think teams are defending it a lot more specifically than they were before. So if you're looking at the high slot, there's almost two guys on the point guy at the center of the ice every single time the puck is there, if you're watching the penalty kill for every team we play against, not just the Ducks tonight. Almost every team is just, as soon as the puck is on the point, it's four guys in the slot, and it's it's stop the puck. We don't care if our goalie sees it. We're going to stop it before it gets to him. So uh, I think... And and that's kind of the big thing that stop that stopped our uh, stopped our big push when we were doing all those deflections. I mean, it, it slowed down after that because people were defending specifically that, and they were giving up the sideboard one timers all we wanted because we didn't have a guy who could bury him. So I I think the more important thing is to have someone score on the one timers. I mean, Roba hints Tyler Sagan on the boards. I mean, Jason Robertson even needs to kind of get in on that. I feel Gary like. Anoff. so. We've been saying that for yeah, we, for so, years, though, now, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, but so, someone's got to find that one-timer shot because that's a bread-and-butter play in the NHL, and if you don't have that and you just have deflections, they're going to do what they're doing right now and just clog the center. We can't get a puck through when there's six guys in the shot lane. We need somebody to go all Alexander Ovechkin on on, on the other team. So. Yeah, exactly. If you got an Alexander Ovechkin, you, you get the deflection every time, too. Yeah. So. Well, we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but first period that there was a four and four at one point and the Anaheim Ducks were not very happy about that. And there was a lot of Anaheim fans complaining about the officiating tonight, which the the officiating was, yeah, it wasn't all that great tonight, but you know, I'm not going to complain about it because it was in the stars favor. So that's okay. Um, well, go ahead, Chris. I'll disagree ahead, with that. I mean, Anaheim. All those were, were penalties, in my opinion. Almost every single one was a penalty, it, especially the the guy who compl- that got us the five on three. I mean, how are you arguing that hard? You literally laid our guy out when you were trying to break out in the other direction. That's a penalty. It was clear as mm-hmm. day. So I, I think they're just complaining a bunch. They're the most penalized team in the league for a reason, and they really showed it tonight because they did not play a very clean game. <laughs> they sucked it up. Well, I, I guess during the second period, I'll, I'll just mention a couple of things that I saw. Johnson was looking really good, and the second period was the complete opposite 
from the first period and the fact that especially the stars were much better in the second period and they were just going downtown i mean it was the it, the ice was completely tilted towards the anaheim zone for a majority of that period and I don't know what it is. John Gibson has not had a good year, but he has had a really good year against the Dallas Stars. He's had two good games against the Stars, yeah. The, the shots in the second were 18-9. to nine. We doubled them up. And John Gibson saved all but one. I mean, the dude was that, was his, that was his period. He put his mark on that one for sure. That was fantastic. Unbelievable. Well, and then let's go ahead and talk about that second goal for a second because it was Rope Hens who gets the goal there. But it was completely set up by Garyanov. I mean, Garyanov gets all the credit. He should get the first and the second assist for this play. He forces the turnover down deep in the zone, which, by the way, we saw him use his speed quite a bit tonight. So hopefully he keeps that He's up. Very good tonight. Um, he puck jacked Henrique, and then he he makes the brilliant pass to Rope Hens, who's flying down the ice on the opposite side. Great play overall. Two nothing Dallas. Yeah, and it, it took a perfect play to beat. Right, Gibson. that was the I other mean, thing I was it thinking. Was totally cross crease pass and Rope still had to go cookie jar to score it. I mean, if he just shoots that in the middle of the net, Gibson saves it again. So it was incredible, but they execute on the perfect play. Gurionov absolutely agree. Really doing the grunge work of a fourth liner. He looked like one out there and he got the job done. That was fantastic by him. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. As a Dallas Cowboys fan, it would pain me to even root for the Philadelphia Eagles. So my money in this game is on the Kansas City Chiefs and Mr. Patrick Mahomes. I'm ready to put money down on Kansas City. Are you? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey guys, this is Ryan here. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes in their life, which is all well and good and everything, but most of the time, it's pretty unrealistic. Each year, one of my New Year's resolutions is to eat healthier, and it seems like every single year, I always give up on it pretty quickly through the beginning of the year. It's mostly around January. I've actually found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. My Raycons are great each morning that I go out to run my mile run. So whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yes, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair in a spare and still 
pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. There's lots of great features with these Raycon products, but one of my favorite ones is the custom gel tips that comes with it because my ears are incredibly small, so it's just great that I can find something that fits my ear well. And then the other thing I really like is the noise isolation. Sometimes it's just nice to block out the rest of the world and just listen to your music or to whatever podcast you're listening to. So are you ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Would you be happy with him if he came back at a lesser cap hit, but he played that kind of a role? I was thinking about that during the game. So the problem is you can't do that because you have a minimum contract with an RFA. It has to be a certain number over if, unless you let him go to UFA and sign him as a UFA, now he can, which is now you, you here, here's how, it, how this works. He can, you can, he can force the stars to sign him at his qualifying offer, right? As a restricted free agent, he doesn't have to take that option though. So if the stars came to him and said, Hey, we're not going to give you this three plus million dollars qualifying offer what you want. So we're planning on letting you go to restricted free agency or unrestricted free agency, but we still want to keep you. Would you come back at a lesser cap hit, say 1.25 or 1.5? Now, I don't know if he would do that or not, but if he thinks that he's in a good situation in Dallas and Dallas is willing to keep him, I, I mean, he he's looked decent at times in the bottom six it's just the only problem now that i'm thinking about it is that that's really all he plays he might get some second line power play time but he's not going to play on the penalty kill and stuff like that i, I mean is, is that something you consider for dennis garyanov it would have to be a massive pay cut i'm saying like a million or less like just about give him minimum one and because... a quarter at most for yeah. a year for what for he does if you're paying for what he is right now, he is not worth more than a million dollars. He's probably not even worth a million dollars, honestly. You, you, what you're paying for is still the potential that he could be something, which we've been oohing and on at that for four years now. I, I think it's just... It's, unless he shows something crazy in this last third of the season... You get what you get. My answer is no. <laughs> yeah. What you see yeah. is what you get. Okay, well... Anyway, towards the end of the, the second period, we already mentioned it, but Dallas would go on the power play, McTavish for holding. That's not the five on three. But then at 128 remaining, it's Jones who takes an interference penalty. I thought it was a little ticky-tacky, but then Vetrano just goes after the ref, and we're just and I was just like, okay, all right. So he gets sent off to the locker room early, and I'm thinking, really? They gave him a misconduct penalty? Sure enough, they did. So it's five on three Dallas for on the power play, and they don't take advantage of it. They and I don't know how you felt yeah. about that power play compared to the five on four in the first period that I thought was excellent. Uh, I, I honestly thought the five on four power play was better than the five on three power play. It for sure was, yeah, for all the reasons that I said earlier. There's just no right. movement. So into the third period, it, it's it's just frustrating because it. The stars again. This is this is all of a sudden they're not able to score goals, and it's not from a lack of chances. Like 
in the bonus era. In the bonus era, they they, they purposely laid back and just, I mean, took advantage of the opportunities, the few opportunities they got. They're getting opportunity after opportunity in these last four games. This game before the break, after the break, and the three games before the break. And I mean, in the Buffalo game, they were just uh, that that second period. They were just hounding the Sabers over and over and over, and they were not able to get a goal. Here tonight, it's the same sort of thing. Gibson looks like he's standing on his head, which he did play well, but the Stars didn't take advantage of any of their opportunities there. By the way, I forgot to mention, Robo, immediately after that Hens goal, had an opportunity. It hits the crossbar, goes up into the rafters. So it's just frustrating. I, I think they need to figure out what that, if it's like a mental thing or if they're just being too cute with the puck and trying to make too many fancy plays and they just need to shoot it up to the point shoot it down towards the net look for gross nasty rebounds i don't know what the answer is here well there wasn't much fancy tonight we had 41 shots that's crazy <laughs> there's a couple fancy plays maybe they're not cute enough maybe we need to be more, more cute, cute. <laughs> get a little cuter so <laughs> anyways uh what did you think of the the first half of the third period overall because I didn't think the Stars were playing enough time in the Anaheim zone. Yeah, no, I kind of thought it sucked. I mean, <laughs> it really felt like they laid back a, a good bit in the first period. And in the first 10 minutes, it was fine. I mean, Ducks weren't getting any real great chances, so it wasn't a huge deal. But it, there was, we were trying to win the game 2 to nothing. We weren't trying to score another goal, is what it felt like. And that's crazy, considering we're one of the best... Uh, third period teams when it comes to goal differential we're constantly yep. pulling that stout out of our butts and saying hey look how great this team is in the third period and then we lay a goose egg in the third period against one of the worst teams in the nhl but anyways uh silverberg scores on the power play off of a tip from a shattenkirk shot so that's the first goal and i'm thinking oh please no and then a minute and a half later henrique scores to make it two to two and i, I want to ask you about the play right before that do you think that Delandria being pulled down should have been a penalty because, I mean, Absolutely. the Stars were up in arms <laughs> on the bench. Yeah, that goal was garbage. I mean, if that if he's not drugged down, literally grabbed and pulled to the ground, it's a, it's an automatic break the other direction even. It, like, it's not even a scoring, a scoring chance for the Ducks. It's an automatic break for us. It's a scoring chance for the Stars. So not calling that after all the calls that they had in this game, I mean, that was criminal. That was really criminal, but it, it also kind of felt like what the stars deserved after how bad the period had been going. Well, a couple of things. My, the first, my first thought was the stars had lots of chances on the power play and they didn't take advantage of it. So that's one thing that you could say yeah. and take it out of the, the ref's hands and put it into the stars hands and say, y'all didn't do your job on the power play. And you had a five on three for two minutes. Yes. It was split across two periods. Yes, That is still, I agree. So that's, yeah, the, that's bigger the bigger point, but I, I really need to go back and look at that again and make up my mind because looking at it in real time, it looked like a penalty. It looked like a it penalty because it, it, it led I'm, to a scoring chance for for the Anaheim Ducks. It didn't go out of their zone, and I, I don't know. It just looked like a penalty, but I need to go back and look at it. It was 100% a penalty. Delanger is shielding him off from the puck with his arm. The guy grabs his, grabs his arm and falls. That's a hold. That's a hold 10 out of 10 times. I mean, it's a penalty. The Stars wouldn't have scored on the power play, but <laughs> the Ducks also shouldn't have scored. So, I so, 
Uh, how cool was it to see Jordy Ben? Did you see Jordy Ben? I, I saw Jordy Ben. Not not as impressed with him. I, I thought it was cool mm-hmm. that he came and supported his brother. It was cool that he came and supported his brother. I will say that. But, man, anytime I see Jordy Ben in any kind of Dallas Stars paraphernalia, I get a little bit nervous that the puck is going to deflect <laughs> off. Of and go I in. knew you did say that. <laughs> yeah, so it's unfortunate. But right after those uh, two goals, too, and the two, the James, the Jordy Ben interview actually was after those two goals. And after that Jordy Ben interview, I wrote that Anaheim is just controlling the puck most of the time in this third period, and it's frustrating. So, 4-10 remaining, Delandria misses just high. So, again, another chance for the Stars, and they're just not getting it on net, and they're not spending enough time in the other zone. And then there was a giant chance uh, for Kulikov, wide open, probably had the best chance in the last four or five minutes there in the third, and he just missed. And we go to overtime, and of course, I'm I'm already thinking, this game is over. The Stars are going to lose it. This is going to be the fourth loss in a row past 60 minutes. Thankfully, that would not be the case. But what did you think of the Stars' play overall in the overtime period? Uh, the Stars didn't play great, but it's a good thing we got a Jake Ottinger. <laughs> that new bucket is one for, <laughs> one for one in past yep. 60. He needs to keep wearing it, so... Well, the Stars had good chances, too. So when they went on the penalty kill and they were shorthanded, Dallas went two-on-one shorthanded. And, and I know it was Essa Lindell, but Lindell still got a good shot. He just doesn't take a huge amount of shots because he's mostly focused on the defensive side of the game. But he had a huge chance, and Gibson came up huge on that particular uh, save. And then uh, Frank Vetrano the other way, after... Ottinger kind of mishandled the puck slightly. Didn't fully mishandle it, but it was a little bit mishandled. Hockenpah mishandled that more puck so than Otter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Otter kind of bailed him out a little bit, and then Miro goes one v three and basically does it himself and has a chance. And then Johnson tries to do the same thing with like less than ten seconds remaining. <laughs> and almost, <laughs> and almost does. does. They both oh almost do goodness. it, right? So, I mean. And the other thing that was really cool to see was, uh, oh gosh, it was Pavelski, Hintz, and Robertson out there, three on three. I thought that was cool. I was like, you know what? It, you know, go for it. Full it was two. cool, and, <laughs> and and I I I like that he's that he's trying something. And boy, was that a full balls to the wall approach. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when it was two on one going the other direction, and Rupe Hintz was our defenseman, I was like, well, that was a fun experiment, oh, but. Luckily, Ottinger stopped it, but man, I don't know if that's the way to go or not, but if they don't score on the first shift, I feel like nine out of ten times they're going to lose. So I don't know what the answer is, and I'm sure DeBoer doesn't either after that kind of play. And just like, you know, what the heck, man? Boy. You know, next thing we'll probably see like, uh, I don't know, Kivir, Three you know, well, like Kiviranta, Glenn Denning, I box it all out there. Yeah, just, just right, exactly. Yeah. Just go for it. And, you know, in honor of the people tonight who won the game and in honor of Jamie Ben, Chris is wearing the jersey that I bought him. He's got the Jamie Ben jersey on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you need to show up and oh, show yeah. everybody. Yep. Yeah. Acknowledge your captain, Christian Chambers. And acknowledging the man who wins the shootout for the Dallas Stars, Tyler Sagan, I'm wearing my reverse retro one Tyler Sagan jersey. 
It's too big for me, but it was oh, the only man. one they had, and it was on sale, so I got it. Dude, that Sagan, that Sagan uh, shootout goal, he was on a yeah. mission. He didn't care what was happening. He was scoring the goal. If you watch his eyes that whole time before and after the goal, that was that was a business skate right there. Not a business trip. That was a business skate. <laughs> he, he was getting the job. How about all those moves from Zegris, though? That In that first shootout attempt, I was like, holy crap. I don't know how Ott... Pretty, there's no way Ottinger would have been able to keep up with him. He just got lucky that... What are you talking about? No, he was he, there. He soared. The dude was trying to slide... No, he was trying to slide it across on the backhand, and if you go watch, Ottinger's foot is on the post. The puck's never going I don't know. Him. All he had to do it is he elevate got, it. He got stopped. He wasn't going to elevate it. He was He was in the blue. <laughs> you're not going to elevate it when you're in the blue, dude. Do not give him that much credit. He he dangled himself out of, out of his chance. You laugh at him for that, just like Ottinger did. What a loser. Yep. All those dangles and you can't get a shot, put a moron. Same thing with uh, the other guy. Who was the other guy? That, that Henrique. Henrique didn't even get a good shot off either. He just kind of fell off his stick. Wow. So, I mean, in all reality, Ottinger didn't even need to make a save tonight in the shootout. So, yeah, this one. But, anyways, Stars get the win. They win in the shootout. And I, I guess I'm just more happy for why I'm not so upset about this game. I, normally, I would be more upset about this game and the way that it came out, but. The, eventually the odds are going to go in our favor, right? The stars are playing well. They are playing well, despite yep. the fact that, you know, these four overtime games have not really gone in their favor other than the one tonight. Eventually it's going to go in our favor. And it, maybe in one of the things that the hockey guy has mentioned lately, Chris actually is the reason why he's not so high on the stars right now, which is very strange because he is a Dallas stars fan. He's that's like his, the number three team he roots for. He, he thinks they're missing that killer instinct. Is that something that's fair to talk about with the Dallas stars? They don't have that killer instinct and, and that's why we should be concerned with them right now. What, what do you think? I don't, I just think they're, they're very hot and cold. Like, within the season and even within games sometimes. So like the second period is, Oh, amazing period. Stars dominated. And the third period is stars are terrible. They're no good. So I think all it's going to take is kind of what it takes for any team to make a run at a championship in pro sports. I mean, if they get hot at the end of the year and Ottinger is on fire, they're the best team in the league. And then they're, they're going to be unbeatable if, if they keep that going. So it depends what happens at the end of the season for their overall success, in my opinion. If 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 we're going like we were uh, earlier in the season, it's going to be tough to beat us. If if we're on a cool down the way we are right now, we might be out in the first round. Yeah. So, but that's that's what I think I find exciting about this team. Like we have the potential to be the best team in the league, and sometimes we can even be one of the worst. So, Well, we got lots of things to talk about on Wednesday, too. I've There's a big one I want to talk about with uh, Ballet Sports Southwest. I don't know if you've heard the storylines behind them recently. We'll, we won't did. talk about it tonight. We'll save it for Wednesday. But uh, that's very noteworthy. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go do your homework right now. It's very important, and we'll talk about that on Wednesday. But one more question, Chris, and we'll wrap it up. This is from Rob he, over here in the chat. We got to talk about it. Let's just do it real quick because it it would take a, a long time to discuss this. But who would y'all like at the trade deadline? So you have to pick between one of these four players, Chris. All right. Timo Meyer, Eric Carlson, John Klingberg, or Patrick Kane. Which one of those four guys would you would you like 
for the Stars to trade at the trade deadline. Timo Meyer. Mm-hmm. He's doing the best right now. He would make the biggest impact on this team. I think we need somebody who can help us with that killer instinct. My only problem is I don't know who that is. And it's Patrick Kane. Huh? <laughs> Patrick Kane. He, he Dude hasn't... scored a goal to win the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, but he hasn't. He hasn't had a great year, but if you're talking about killer instinct, no one's better than Patrick Kane. He's won three Stanley Cups. It, but he's done that in his past, and he hasn't been like that dominating player even like he was last year, last and maybe that's because he has no motivation to play for the Chicago Blackhawks right now. Maybe that's part yeah, of it. I was about it. to say, he's, but, a, he's on a terrible franchise and the worst team in the yeah, league. So, I, I mean, that's fair, but I don't know. I, I would be a little iffy about how the Stars would be able to get that contract to fit underneath their their cap situation. I, I just don't yeah. see it happening. That's why I like. That's why I like Timo Meyer better, and I think he's having a better year too. So. Only thing that scares me about him is. He is a restricted free agent, and you if you do want to re-sign him, his uh, qualifying offer, you know, we talked about Guerrero's qualifying offers at 2.9 next year, I think, as well. His is at $10 million. So he would be making more than Robertson, hence Miro, any of those guys. Yeah, I don't think you yeah. re-sign him. I think right, exactly. A, and I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, with the, where we are in the season... Rental is 100% okay with me, especially with where we are going into next season, too. I mean, we've looked into that. The team next year looks great. So don't worry about messing with that. Let's get a rental. See, and, try and that's why I think we don't need to to go out and get somebody big. I, I, I don't think that we need somebody big. I think it's going to be somebody in a middle six role that we can get. I mean, like a Zuccarello. I mean, Z- I mean Zuccarello would be an absolute perfect addition right now. Okay, yeah. Maybe not someone big. I do think you need to get somebody. I mean, shake up the team a little just, bit. There's, yeah. There's, yeah. And there's two obvious holes. I mean, you're missing one more puck moving defenseman, and you're missing one guy who can play in the second mm-hmm. line. That's what you're yep. missing. And there are two obvious holes. Fill one of them. And you're so much better, I feel like, immediately. If you can fill both, do it. I'd love to see it. Okay. We're, we're, <laughs> that would yeah, be we're, we're going, we're getting late here tonight. So we'll go ahead and close up shop here tonight. But. We'll be back with you guys on Wednesday to talk a lot of other hockey stuff. There is a game on Wednesday night as well. So we'll be looking forward to that. We'll probably start it a little later since it is a uh, church night. So we, we normally go to church around like 7 to 8. So we'll probably start watching the game a little later, about 8.30. So maybe look for a little bit later, not crazy later, but like maybe 10.30, 10.35, just so we can get through the game and be able to talk about the game a little bit about ballet sports and what's going on with that situation. And we'll even talk about more trade trade deadline stuff. Cause, uh, but Horvat is no longer on the trade market. We haven't gotten to talk about that yet. So we need to do that and, uh, we'll do that on Wednesday. So anyways, Chris, anything else we need to mention tonight? Thank goodness. Hockey's back. I missed real it. hockey. Real. I guess we got to talk about all-star a little bit, at least mention it. So real hockey is back for the Dallas stars. So, okay. Uh, please go ahead and check out, StarcasticRemarks.com. It's our brand new website. And also go and check out StarcasticRemarksShop.com for all the latest merch options there. There will be a new blog post tomorrow morning from my thoughts about this game and how uh, this went for the Stars tonight and what I want to see from them going forward. And once again, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon for being the sponsors of this episode of our podcast. Use that promo code THPN the next time you are there. Along with Chris. My name is Ryan. 
We'll catch you guys on the flip side. James will be back with us on Wednesday as well. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. Chris, take us out. GG, boys. Win streak starts now.